Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Sunday, 9 to 10, WBT. Goodness gracious, Bob blew my one good eardrum. Don't do that. Did you have? I've made that mistake before. You have it turned all the way yeah, up? I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But well, the headsets are good. I like I like getting feedback. They, TJ. They, he makes the sound so much better than we really are, uh, and we appreciate that, TJ. Now, if you could just give us, you know, make us look a little bit better. Can't do anything about that. As long as my picture's from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like everybody on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. We were looking through, scrolling through my phone, like on this day, the other day I was with Rowan, and she goes, oh, look at you young kids. It was me and mom. It was 2017. It was four years ago. I was like, that's four years ago. We're not that young. It's cool. We yeah. hadn't aged that much in four years. I like that your phone does that. Then it kind of can you can now it'll like put memories together. Yeah, with just locations. think of all the things it's doing for you and to you that you don't that know, you don't know about that you don't see. I don't know. It's only presenting the good stuff. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean it, you're, you're right. What do they say? If you if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. That, that gets to you. I'll tell you. You got to be careful on, on the www. Yeah, I've never watched any of those crazy <clears throat> movies. Yet. Y'all, don't. y'all conspiracy theorists. Don't. I like to live in bliss. Don't, don't. Well, Trent, so today we uh, we we pre-record the show. I mean, we we're very clear and open about that. So we're going to do a little bit of a, some fun sporting stuff. Uh, TJ is also from the Atlanta area as well as I am, and and we've all caught the Atlanta Braves fever. It's awesome. I feel like I'm a kid again. Um, when I was coming up in high school, well, the last time they won the World Series was 1995. So this is all going to be past tense Sunday. Past tense. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna so we're, we're gonna recording on Tuesday before the Sunday. And since Game Six is it would be tonight. And so, do the Braves pull it off? Oh, I don't care. Or 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 do the Astros beat them? TJ, what do you what do you, what do you think? Game nah, six Major League seven. Baseball needs to make some more money. They got another game in them. Yeah, you think Braves, so? Braves will win it, but it may take seven. You think it'll go to seven? Okay, They've so been negotiating for the last couple games. They're like, look, guys, we'll let you win, <laughs> but we need to make about another $500 million. So uh, I'm going to say they're going to take it in game six, and then we'll on Sunday, as people are listening to this, they can go be like, well, which one of us is right? Yeah. Well, I was with my buddy Bo Byram on Halloween. That was a game on Halloween. I guess that was game five. That was game five. It was three and one. Yep. The Braves were up three to one. Correct. They hit that grand slam. I really don't care. Uh, I want the Braves to win, though, because I think Charlotte will be a happier place. I think it will help our economy just on positivity. So, uh, But Bo, Bo's uncle and some of his family on his mom's side lives in Houston, from Houston. So okay. as a kid, he went to Houston. So. His whole life, he's been a Houston diehard Houston fan, and uh, oh gosh, he was going. Well, they went four down, four nothing. The Braves hit yep. a grand slam early on, and I was rubbing it in a little bit, like salt in that wound. Uh, but anyway, 
I, he was like, you know what, Astros win. I'm like, no, I want the economy to do better in Charlotte. I want people <laughs> to go be happy and buy ice cream at Dairy Queen and stuff. So, uh, well, no, man, it it uh, so the, when I grew up in Atlanta, TJ, you can remember some of this too. We grew up going to Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Dale Murphy was my hero. We've talked about this on the show before. It was a dollar fifty to get into a game because they were that bad. And in 1990, they finally won. Uh, the division, the, the NL East, I, it might have been something different at the time. And I was at my best friend at the time growing up, Mark Thompson's house in the living room, watching on one of those giant wood TVs. I'll never forget it. It was that big of a deal in the city of Atlanta when that happened. The only other sporting thing that I think that equated to that was when they announced the Olympics. Remember that, TJ? Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, in 96, which was, which was really cool. Um, and then I, I was telling Jody, that was the only time my parents would let me stay up late on a school night was when the Braves were in the playoffs. We'd, we'd kind of gather into their room, and you know we didn't have TVs everywhere it's back good memory. then. And uh, we'd sit there and, and watch until 10, 10.30. And then, TJ, you might remember this. Uh, the Minnesota, the first time we went to this, we had a really good chance to win was in Minnesota. They were same situation they're in now. Frank Viola? Yeah, Kirby Puckett got us a night Frank before. Frank Viola shut y'all down. Kirby Puckett hit a home run on you. Jack Morris was the pitcher, pitched ten innings. Ah, uh, I mean, and I mean, it was. It, I'll never forget that when he hit that hit. I was like, it was like you know, as a kid with this kind of thing was your whole world. I mean, it was like heartbreaking, but uh, you know, life goes on. That's great, pa- Patrick. You want to do five shows on the break? I do. I, I mean, think we could. We, we used Let's to do shows. Six. We used to do shows as you wear your Georgia Bulldogs uh, sweatshirt <laughs> hoodie. TJ. Rub it in, buddy. Uh, we used to do shows on the Clemson Tigers, but that—that's a thing of who, the past. Who are they? No, that's bygone days. Uh, <laughs> they're the football anymore. They're the Cl- I don't Clemson know, man. Georgia Bulldogs right are serious this year. They are. Yeah, I'm gonna mess it up though. So. <laughs> yeah. Why? We're in Charlotte. We're not in Atlanta. We got the Charlotte O's. Double A. That's it. Come on, Billy Ripken. The Kyle Knights. Ripken. The Knights, which is also a great place. I mean, I, it, baseball's a, a good, fun pastime. It's I know you you were the star. What did you play, second base? Third base? I played third base a third little bit. Base. I, played, I was a second baseman, but I played third in my yeah. in my real baseball years, I guess. You call high school and Legion ball. Legion ball. I don't know. Third base was rough. Yeah, Legion don't, ball. Don't do drugs, kids. One time I was a sophomore playing Legion baseball, and the seniors were all dipping and snuffing tobacco. Now, this is in the early 90s. And I said, man, I think that looks good. It smells good. It looks good. No. And I asked that guy, I said, man, let me have one of them snuffs in my in my lip. He said, buddy, it's, this this dip is too too strong, but you need some tobacco. Get Jimmy over there to give you some Red Man, and I put a Red Man in. I went back out to third base. Threw up, didn't you? I didn't throw up, but if they'd hit a ball at me, they'd kill me. <laughs> and I was at third base in Legion baseball. Them balls came bad. Yeah, metal bad. It would have knocked me out. I'd have died. I'd have wobbled over and been dead. And never in my life, I'm not I'm not a viceless person. <laughs> I'm a human being. Uh, man, a God-fearing human, but uh, I have never in my life put uh, tobacco back in my mouth because of that time. So, Good for uh, you. So, so speaking of tobacco, no, <laughs> we got a great show. We're, we're actually going to so, replay a show, Trent. So We've never what, done this, this Thursday, November the eleventh, is Veterans Day. Come Thursday, right? Uh, and and we love Veterans Day and respect our folks that fight for our freedom. Uh, and Dave Wood. Yeah. And what's the name of his Veteran charity? Airlift Command. Yeah. And if you miss this, we recorded this earlier in the year. I mean, Trent, yep. this is one we were both in tears. I mean, 
unbelievable storyteller, and 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 we yeah, were so is. happy to be able to do this right before Veterans Day. And Christian, Christian, a boss lady, was like, "We got to do that again on yep. Veterans Day. We got to do it again." So here we go. If you hadn't listened to it, check it out. Dave Wood, Dave Wood, uh, Veterans Airlift Command. You got it. He, he volunteer pilot. Uh, for veterans and their families. It's an awesome show coming up, and we'll be back. We're going to wrap this thing up, talk about the Braves some more. You're listening to At Home with Roby. <laughs> the following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are so delighted to re-air our interview with Dave Wood from Veterans Airlift Command in honor of Veterans Day this coming Thursday. We hope you enjoy this. We sure did. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, I've been waiting for this show for a long time. We've got Dave Wood from Veterans Airlift Command, Ford Hamilton, who was a previous guest, his father-in-law. And, uh, you know, I think on purpose, if you listen to the last segment, we didn't tease much here because I wanted to hear directly from Mr. Wood's voice on exactly what Veteran Airlift Command does. Dave, you out there? I'm here. Good morning. Good afternoon to you folks. Yes, sir. We are so happy you are here. Uh, so, so give us the elevator speech. Tell us a little bit about about what uh, what Veterans Airlift Command does. Uh, it, it's a really neat story. And by the way, my name is Dave. My wife called me Mr. Wood, but please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the whole, we, and I try to be yes, sir. short. Uh, 14, 15 years ago, a fellow named Walt Frickies beat up Vietnam veteran. He lost a foot, and he has a friend who's all torn up, and his friend needs to go from Cincinnati to Cleveland or something. And these guys have a really tricky time traveling. Walt was a pilot, and he says, I got a little putt-putt Cessna 152. I'll just run you over there. And, fellas, I think 14, 15 years later, we have had 16,000 missions. We take vets literally all over the country, and it's a pretty. We, if you send us some money, we can use it, but we're not asking for that. It's a, it's a, nothing but volunteers. <clears throat> Pardon me. They qualify these guys succinctly, either uh, frailty or need, and you don't want a gold brick that just likes the private plane. So, Sergeant Jim Bob has got to go from Biloxi to uh, Dallas, and. He's lost a leg or two. Uh, he got some TBI. This traumatic brain injury, folks, is just so, so terrible, and it never gets better. And so they'll say, post that mission from, what did I say, Biloxi to Dallas, and I look at my calendar. If I can do it, I say, well, I want it, and then it's up to me to take care of it. Because you're a pilot, correct? So you volunteer. Oh, yeah, and I'd rather, I'd rather fly than breathe, I think. I've been <laughs> flying since I was 16. My dad was a World War II bomber pilot and taught me to fly. Uh, my mother heard about this. And, you know, the, the, that greatest generation that my dad was, of which my dad was a part of, the, the spouses of them were just as important. And mother said, son, you, this is something you ought to do. My brothers and I are all veterans, albeit clerks. We never never deployed, but we all serve. So it's just a – and you know what? I'm getting maybe a little too personal, but it's just something I can do. I don't have a board. I don't have to solicit funds. It's uh, – I just pull the trigger and go. That is and so it's just cool. just a delightful – I love to fly and help these heroes out. It's pretty amazing. And every single one of them will, will inspire the socks off of you. 
So you fly you fly the heroes, the veterans that are that are injured in some form or fashion, and, and you also your group of volunteers also flies their families in times of need as well. Is that right? You know, you know, Trent. I know who I'm talking to. Yep. Uh, Christian, it's it's uh, can be all sorts of things. Grandmama died, and we got to get a family across the country, and it's it, it, we call those compassion trips, and those are just as important. Uh, it, in, to, to, to our way of thinking, and uh, it is if you I've seen some videos of what they make a veteran go through at TSA, and I'm not really throwing rocks at TSA. They've got a job to do, and these guys have so much embedded metal in them. Often, every mm. metal detector goes off, so they take their shirt off, and then they got to take the short, the oh, pants off, and really? take the prosthetic off, and it's all in. It just embarrasses you to no end. So, if they can wheel up to my little airplane, throw the bag in it, and off we go, it sure makes a lot of difference. Helps these guys so much. Well, that, that is so, legit. That that is, I mean, incredible. I mean, the, the so, go ahead, Trent. So, how long has the Veteran Air Force Command, this group, been doing this, and how long have you been doing it? When did your mama say, "Boy, get you can do something good"? Yeah, good. <laughs> that's, and you know that's exactly what she said. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing fourteen, fifteen years, and I've been a part of it. 12, 13, maybe. Back when I was work before the ankle biters run me off, I couldn't fly much because I had a day job. <laughs> but, but now I'm, I'm trying to do trying to do a little more. Uh, what, what? Have, I think 15, 16,000 missions, it's just amazing, and it's under everybody's radar. Well, he, he, you know, this, is, this is kind of a neat little anecdote. When I have one of these missions, you have to file a flight plan. We fly under instrument flight rules. If any pilots hear this, they'll understand that. I'm allowed to change my call sign. My airplane call is November 900 Whiskey Foxtrot. I drop the first three and replace it with Hotel Romeo Fox, which is Hero Flight Zero uh, Whiskey Foxtrot. So everybody in the system knows what I'm doing. Oh, that's awesome. Does that make any sense? Yes, sir. It really is. And I'm going, you get, I go real high and real fast and you go from one center to the next. Could be Indy Center to Memphis Center, and and more than a few times the controller says, "A soldier on board," and I say, "Yes, sir," and he can hear you, and they'll thank him for their service. Hmm. Oh wow! Almost brings me to and tears. They just, they That's just so all cool. There's so many really genuinely nice people out there. We sadly, you know, we don't hear the good stories as much as the bad ones. But. So do you so you, so when you're volunteering to serve these folks that have served our country and you're flying them and the, or their families around or both combo, you get to spend time with them and fellowship with them and talk to them and and just just go go down memory lane with them, don't you? Uh, well, I do, and, and just to be perfectly clear, my my position has always been all I'm going to do is be the driver. If they start talking, absolutely, I'm all ears. I really, I'm fearful of prying. What always happens is we get up real high, and it's really more. I always take a book to read. Believe it or not, it's that boring on so many long legs. We got these magnificent headsets on. We're just we're just talking, and they share all their stories. Hmm. Does that make any sense? I'm, I'm I want to know every detail, but I, I'm a little bit about asking can you uh can you tell some of these uber drivers that their job is just to drive please 
great. <laughs> Let me tell you, my, one of my funniest favorite stories, I won't give a full detail, his name's Aaron, and I keep up with He lives in my community, lost a couple of legs and tore up an arm. These men that are so horribly injured, they call it their alive day. Now think about that, by the way. Oh. Uh, none of us, I'm assuming, have have a day we celebrate as our alive day, and you can you know what I'm saying. That's when they know they shouldn't be with us. Wow! And it's a memorable event. They remember when they were hurt. That's what it, the other word for it. So Aaron is a EOD tech. Now that's explosive ordnance disposal. He's a, he's a bomb guy. He gets rid of the bad. Uh, booby trap. So he's in Afghanistan. Disarms one, but there's another one under it, and it goes off and throws him 30, 40 feet in the air. Legs are instantly gone. And so we were having lunch a month or so ago. He said, Dave, this is my alive day. He said, I don't really ask him when his alive day was. He said, Dave, I really don't have one. I have a, I suck at my job day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's every day for me. Goodness gracious, yeah, I was about to say, I feel like that on a regular basis. Uh, Patrick tells me that. Well, the, the, the point of that conversation to me was, if these men's heads stay in the game, their potential is unlimited. They say, by the way, we're losing 20 a day to suicide. That's horrible. Man. So if they can keep their heads active and their attitudes and... I have a suck at my job day. I mean, that's a powerful. Think about what he just said. Yeah, and I skinned my knee and I whined about it for three weeks. <laughs> well, this guy has that kind of attitude. I'm just proud to know the man. I don't I, deserve. To, I couldn't. I, I can't breathe the same air he does. That's my opinion. <laughs> I agree with you. No, 100%. Um, Dave, I, w- I want to point out to the audience, veteransairlift.org. Is, it's all one word, veteransairlift.org. And I've been cruising around this way. Hang on, veterans, veterans Airlift Command. Uh, vet, okay, vet, veteransairliftcommand.org. Uh, I'm cruising around right. this website, and uh, there's. It, it looks to me, I mean, you go to the open missions. I love that you call it a mission. I think that's so cool. But you go to that page, and there's probably 30 or so of these missions. If you're a pilot out there, that, that all you got to do is click interest. And I'm not going to do that. And it says right here, no obligation. But I mean, it's just Frankfurt to Frankfurt, Kentucky to San Antonio, Texas, Fort Myers, Florida to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, we're we're going to go out on a break here in a second, Dave. But uh, I want to talk about maybe you can bring up some stories that you've had of, of memorable experiences doing this. And uh, we're just so gracious to have you on the show. Yeah, be glad to be certain, certain. He'll stick around, I think. Uh, Dave Wood, Ver, uh, Veterans Airlift Command. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are so delighted to re-air our interview with Dave Wood from Veterans Airlift Command in honor of Veterans Day this coming Thursday. We hope you enjoy this. We sure did. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you've missed the last two segments, go back, take a listen. You can get our podcast. Uh, just Google At Home with Roby. Uh, Dave Wood is our guest from Veterans Airlift Command. Uh, fascinating stuff. Dave, we're so blessed that you're able to be with us today. Uh, we were kind of going through sort of the, of what the what is 
uh, from Veterans Airlift Command on the last segment, and 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 obviously you you telling the stories were was uh, was remarkable. Um, if you want to check them out, go to vet, veteransairliftcommand.org. Uh, do it. It is fascinating uh, what's on that website, and, and here we are, lucky enough to have Dave firsthand, who's who's completed 87 of these missions. They're called. Um, and Dave, uh, you know, at, at the, during the break, we were kind of asking, like, you know, I know you had some stories that uh, that you said would knock our socks off. Are are you willing to share some of those with us? Is there one that really sticks out? Well, I mean, yeah, they all stick out. But you know, I think of that one immediately. I brought a soldier home who had been beat up pretty bad, and his his wife, I remember, Cat was her name, delightful, big as your finger, skinny, full of energy, and they got a, a little child. And she, her uh, husband put it, got in the car, and she was sailing by me, folds up the wheelchair, throws it in the back, and parenthetically says, it never gets better, I just get better at it. <laughs> hey, God, that's a sermon, just, just that. And the way these, these families adjust to it, uh, you know, I, I offer some, I'm not smarter than anybody, but I might know something y'all haven't learned yet. If you get around these guys that are torn up, don't act like it's an elephant in the room. Remark, whoa, I bet that hurt, or that gum, that sucks, doesn't it? This is where these people, they said, they can't go get a, a cup of coffee easy. Everything, their lives revolve around dealing with these horrific injuries, and it's, these brain injuries just go on and on and on. Tell you, the very first flight I ever had, I'm going to skip around because I can't script it. That's fine. The very first first flight I had was Chewy Vasquez. He was an E6. That's kind of up the line. This is a highly trained sergeant. Brought him back from, oh, and another thing you need to Google is Center for the Intrepid. There's several of them across the country that's all gratis. This one this one was started out in San Antonio. They take the service's worst cases. I don't know what worst means, but I'm returning Chewy home to um, over there in Camp Lejeune. Uh, West, no, over there, you don't know where uh, Lejeune is. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Get to, get to the little airport went into. Anyway, we're crossing the country, and Chewy and I are just talking. Chewy, by the way, is a nickname for Jesus in the Hispanic community. Well, I didn't know that. He, he informed me. And this guy jumps out of airplanes at night at from 28,000 feet with up to 600 pounds tethered to him. And they're so incredibly trained. It's it's amazing. And this was my first trip. We land in, I can't think of the little airport by Lejeune, but a uh, little dinky private airport. And his Sunday school class were there, a couple of his soldiers, uh, his wife, Penny, and the two boys were there. The boys hadn't seen their pop without a leg. and still see how they just stared at it. Hmm. Man. And it does this every time. Uh, I mean, you're getting me, too. I hear you. Well, I'm ready, I'm ready to leave. Patrick, I put my hand on his shoulder and said, Chewy, well, I was with a hero today. Forgive me. He says, I know my buddies that didn't come home with a hero today. Hmm. Mm. Every day on time, I talk about it. And we still stayed it. Stay in touch, and the man's got tattoos on every inch of him. And I gave him crap about that across all the way across the country. But didn't care. He didn't care. <laughs> no. uh, and you know what? As a, as a vet, and, and the Vietnam era was so upside down. I re, I remember that day my platoon sergeant and I were spit on in Indianapolis. At least we're honoring these these guys' uh, service, and that that makes me so proud. And your audience is going to like these stories because they love these men. That's what I I just adore that. 
No, I agree. No. I agree. My father, God rest his soul, was a Vietnam vet, got a Purple Heart, got shot. So this resonates with me. He he was a true true patriot. And uh, and and what you said that Chewie said about how the the men that never made it home were the true heroes. That is nothing 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 more true. Kind of powerful, isn't it? It is. It really is. You know, in, in you know, I had a, that brought up a young woman. <clears throat> I don't find many women. And, you know, in all my missions, I've had one officer. It, that's the sadness, fellas. It, these are twenty-two-year-old corporals that get torn up. I mean, they're just such children. That's just what another thing just breaks your heart. But I brought this woman back. Turns out she had played four years at Clemson, I believe. Hmm. Can't believe I can't call her name. Let her varsity basketball and had every record the school had, and she had a hand blown up. Mm. But when we got back, I flew her into the Peace Creek cab in Atlanta, pouring down rain, and I just let them off. And and I said, I'm not going to deal with this. I got a cup of coffee. I'm just going to sit there and kind of let uh, the weather move on. But I had to get the plane I fly. You want to cover up the intake, so I thought I better go do that. And as I'm walking out to my plane trying to describe this as best I can. We've all seen the rainbow. But from my perspective, that rainbow ended in my seat. I got a picture of it. I, I can see it. I, I can send to you. But that just convicted me. That just made me know at that moment I was exactly the place I should be doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Dang. No. Does that make any sense? That makes yes, perfect sense. And we want you to send that picture to uh Christian McCall, who you've been communicating with. Yeah, we'll put she it She is our boss man. She is she is my hero. Boss lady. Boss. Okay, I'll do that. I've got I've got a, I'm looking at an email there. I'll I'll send it and soon as we get off the phone. Uh, I took took the soldier this oh, this is even better. So I pick up this guy I'm going to uh Walter Reed. I go up there all the time, D C area. Uh Kenna and Eric, oh, I think of the last name. So I, I went up the day before because he put a long trip. Kenna called me that night. We're going to Monroeville, Alabama. That's South Alabama, a little dinky town. And I know that community real well. I've hunted down there for 30 years. I couldn't wait to do that. It's a homecoming. First time this soldier had been home since he got hurt. Kenna called me that night and says, Uncle Jimmy wants us to land at 1.30. What time do we need to leave? And I did the math and said, we got to be rolling down the runway. Let's say 10 o'clock. So anyway, so at Gatesburg, Maryland is where we left from. So they were an hour and a half late getting there. Eric couldn't get out of the hospital. Had a garbage sack full of medicine and gauze. He'd lost a leg and a half and a part of an arm and was gray and just a sick young man. But said, just tell Uncle Jimmy I'll pedal as best we can, so off we go. And this hero flight thing, and they get they we get great routings as good as they can. So it was a bluebird day down in Alabama. And the way you go in an uncontrolled field, you cancel your clearance, then you get on a common frequency, announce your presence. Anybody else in the area, what run we using? I did that. And the radio came right back and said, we think a low pass is in order. And Ken and Eric had headsets on. I turned around. They were all smiles. So we're going to do a low pass down the runway. And when, you, to, to, when you're descending to land, you've got to dissipate a whole lot of energy. So we were really smoking. And I maybe I kind of wanted to show off a little bit so i didn't pull it back too much so i get midway down the runway fellas and i looked at my watch we were seven minutes early dang to this day i don't understand how that happened 
you do a course reversal, come back and land. I bet you when we kissed the ground, it was I was spot on time. I think that's Providence. That's my. I tell you what, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'll tell you that. That is, uh, uh, you got in that, you got in that heavenly jet stream, is what I think happened. Uh, I got chill bumps even thinking about even that. going against the grain. Uh, I bet that homecoming made you cry when he got out of that plane. Well, I've, I've sent Christian some pictures of that. The entire city of Monroeville turned out. Every blue light in the county, every fire truck, football team, cheerleader, and we prayed. Good mm. grief, we, we prayed. And there's, I think there's a law in South Alabama, the only cake that's legal is coconut. There must have been 75 coconuts. <laughs> And, and these big old burly men on motorcycles escorted them into town. They had a stop. They had a parade. They big, you know, I didn't know men could grow that much hair that many places. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, you know the Harley guys. Oh you yeah. Seen them? Yes, sir. They're, te- they're teddy bears. They look like TJ. <laughs> Mm. I'll, I'll send Christian these pictures, and you'll know them when you see them. So. Please do, Dave, uh, and we'll post those on our Facebook page. So after you hear the show, go check it out. Uh, we Dave Wood, love the stories, Veterans Air Force Command. Uh, Hold it, on. You may, it's, this is not brain surgery, man. Veterans Airlift hey, sc- Command. Excuse me. I'm over here thinking numbnut. Minded so, uh, Veterans Airlift Command complete volunteer. Dave's done 87 missions. He'll, uh, I think he's gonna have 100 before the end of the year now that he isn't having to, to go to work every day. But, Dave, thank you for what you do. God bless you. Thank you for the stories. Uh, my, my pleasure. Just uh, just lift up these guys, these service members that, that serve yes, so, so admirably, so honorably, too. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Man, it is so cool to hear about Dave Wood's uh, story with Veterans Airlift Command and all the things that they do. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, this is the first time, Trent, we've ever really done that where we played a, a show back because it was at Empowering. Six took us six years, but Dave Wood broke it. He broke it. I mean, yeah. that guy's got so much energy. He seems feisty. Man, when he tells that story about the the rainbow landing on, the, I mean, that's just that, that kind of stuff gives me chill bumps. And I saw, about. I saw after his after that aired the first time, I saw his son in law who who recommended Ford Hamilton's been yeah. on, been on our show. Ford Hamilton, uh, love the name uh, Ford. Yeah. Uh, my son's <laughs> name's Ford, <laughs> and uh, and he he he. I was talking about how good his show, his father in law's show was. He's like. <laughs> That guy can talk. He'll he'll come back on every week. He'll he'll sabotage. He'll take over your show. He could. So uh, no, God bless you, Dave Wood. God bless all of our veterans uh, coming up this Thursday, Veterans Day, a day to celebrate those uh, that have sacrificed their lives for our freedom. Uh, of God bless the USA. So uh, a really cool. Uh, show to be able to do again for our veterans and and to make it a positive sunday uh now this is sunday november what the 7th 7th yeah so we're so yesterday, yesterday was, a cornhole tournament. was our yep i'm gonna go 14th annual last year we walked we didn't do the cornhole so they they're calling this the 13th annual. i'm calling it the 14th annual pitching for wishes 
would have went off, did go off yesterday. Yep. And God bless. I hope it went well. I know we're well over. We were well over in sponsors and stuff. Two hundred thousand dollars raised for the Make a Wish Foundation of Central and Western North Carolina. It's like our fifth or sixth year over two hundred. Yeah. We, we took a. We, we didn't get to two hundred last year uh, on the wall. Due to COVID, but but we had four or five year run before that, so uh, it's really great. Uh, well, yeah, and we do this because of the the generosity of our vendor partners and our, our people from our industry. Not everybody's from our industry. WBT is a sponsor, is our radio sponsor, and then we had our good friends Drive Pro. Uh, they they stepped on board as a uh, platinum sponsor along with Home Technology Solutions and Kingdom Demo. I mean, no, it's really cool. These guys it's stepped our, it's up. Like I say, it's our all star team. Yep. That's what I said fourteen years ago. And, and the crazy thing is, 14 years ago, the goal was to net raise for the charity $3,000. And this year, we're well, well, well over 200000 this year alone. That's crazy. So thank you for everybody that supports. And then thank you for uh, all, all, all good and fiduciary charities. If you're doing something good to help the world, <clears> that's <throat> awesome. But we love the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We yeah. love granting kids' wishes. So we got one last wish. What leading up, I think it was eight eight shows yep. this year. Leading up, we did a wish story, and this is our last week since the tournament was yesterday. You're going to read a wish story for us. Uh, and what a yep. great season it's been. It's been good. Kind of feels feels like it got back to normal a little bit. Agreed. So. Uh, and this is Wish Kid Caroline, and she wanted to go to the beach. Uh, on a sunny sunny June afternoon, Caroline sat in her yard patiently awaiting a surprise. Her mother had instructed that she and her brother go outside and wait. Someone was coming to see Caroline very soon. In the distance, Caroline started to hear honking horns and cheering. A joyous smile grew on her face as she realized what was happening. There was going to be a parade in her neighborhood just for her. Caroline is six years old and has lived with her life battling a critical heart condition. When her nurse contacted Make-A-Wish, she shared that Caroline had many heart, lung, abdominal, and congenital mal- malformations. It's a hard word there. She uses oxygen regularly and will need another heart surgery in the future. Caroline is a fragile but strong young lady who deserves to have a parade of supporters cheering for her all that she's overcome. And so we did just that. Our chapter, along with the help of students from, uh, is it Huff? Huff High, uh, Make-A-Wish Club, who have raised over $20,000 since 2019. Way to go. Decorated cars, inflated balloons, made signs, and got ready for the surprise of a lifetime. Caroline watched as cars drove by, honking their horns and shouting her name. Her smile said it all as she waved at every single person and jumped up and down with excitement. Caroline's wish was scheduled to be granted a few days later, but this is another surprise. She knew the students were celebrating her upcoming wish, but she didn't know how soon it would be coming true. A few days later, which was also her last day of school, she learned her bags were packed and she was off to the beach. Her wish was happening. Caroline wished to go to the beach because she loves water, digging in the sand, searching for seashells, and playing putt-putt. She also loves going for walks on the beach and soaking in the salty air. In fact, when Caroline is at the beach, she doesn't have to use her nebulizer because the salt water helps her breathe. That's Mm. incredible. At the beach, she has the freedom and ability to truly feel like a kid again. A week at the beach was a true escape for Caroline and her family. She was able to literally breathe in the joy from the experience and celebrate the hope for a thriving future ahead. Wow. Go Caroline. Yeah, that's awesome. And go Huff High. That's it. That's cool. Getting getting the kids involved. That's kind of why we do it, right? I mean, one of the things, we we have a lot of families in our business, and we want to raise our kids up around it and have them embrace. Uh, yeah, Scarlett was selling soap out mission, there uh, mission yesterday. Of so, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you're talking in past tense. Yeah, you're messing yeah. with me here. I'll get, get, that confused soaking me, too. Soaking soap on Monday. 
That's it. Uh, How much soap did she sell, Patrick? Um, I don't know. You can make this come true because Daddy can fund the fund the balance. So we went ahead. Yeah, we, that's what we did. God so bless you, Patrick. Thanks fun. for giving eight thousand dollars to make this. That's a little over one wish granted. <laughs> You're so awesome. You're welcome. You're hey. welcome. <laughs> we we hope you have a wonderful week, and we hope you're smiling and laughing a little bit, and excited about Dave Wood's show. Uh, yeah. God bless our ver- veterans. God bless USA. God bless uh, Caroline and, and all the Make a Wish kids that we we do our tournament for. Uh, go go do the Golden Rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated, and go Cats. Wow.